0: Thank you. How's it going? It's going great. How's it going for you? Good. Welcome
1: back to another episode of Wicked. Mysterious. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm Katie. And this is our very first mini mystery for season two. Season
0: two. Welcome. Welcome back. New and old fans. Yep. We're still going. Here we are. Going strong. (laughs) Trucking along. Sorry if you didn't want us to make another season, but it's happening. Too bad. Yep. Deal. can't stop us can't stop won't stop no nope. i have a
1: wicked good mini mystery oh, for I'm you today so
0: excited we haven't
1: done anything like this yet
0: Ooh, so better. i'm
1: really excited great
0: that's excellent way to start off season two yes
1: In 1997 art bell host of coast to coast am received a strange fax the writer claimed to have a giant hole on his land that had some mysterious properties Intrigued, Art convinced the man to explain his story live on air. The man reluctantly agreed, and so started a saga that spanned over five years. This is the bottomless story of Mel's Hole. So let's get into it.
0: Yay. I actually love this story. You know it? I know it really well. Oh, I love it though. Okay. It's so good. Okay.
1: Man. I love it. I, it was recommended by my work bestie, oh. Ashley G. So have you heard of Coast to Coast AM? The, the radio station? Yeah, the radio show. Yeah. Um, so it's a radio show that was on in the middle of the night. I think it was like two to four a m depending on where you live in the country uh-huh. and it was hosted by Art Bell from nineteen eighty eight to two thousand three mm-hmm. uh, coast to coast discussed paranormal topics and conspiracy theories, interviewing guest listeners who had personal stories, yes, um, and taking calls from people who had
0: questions. Do you remember this from like personal? Listening. Or yes. yes. Um, so
1: Art Bell was beloved because he came at things with a very open mind, but healthy skepticism. Mm-hmm. But he had respect for all those that he spoke to. And he had a genuine interest in these topics. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. He was highly respected both in radio and by the paranormal community. There are a number of famous cases that Art was involved in, and I'm surprised, Mm -hmm. honestly, that this is the first one of many more to come that we've covered. So my dad was a huge Coast to Coast AM fan, and now I am, even though I was never able to stay up late enough to listen back then. Um, I couldn't even stay up past like 9.30 to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) But um, Art Bell passed in 2018, and Coast to Coast AM is still on the air today and hosted by George Norrie.
0: Oh, cool! I wonder if I recognize Art Bell's voice. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Probably, I think I remember some kind of like alien invasion thing that he had on yeah, his. Yeah, there's show.
1: a very famous case yeah. that came from his
0: show. It was that I like want a cover. spoof, right? Like it was a spoof, but they so, they like played it off like people were jumping out their windows and shit, and because it was sounded so real.
1: Um are you thinking of the one in like the 40s or the 50s the war of the world's one
0: like the first
1: like that announcement was not of the art bell the, oh, art okay. bell was much later but yeah i know the one you're talking about oh, okay, but that is, one was funny there's a lot of <laughs> alien stuff with art bell um cool. and there's another case that i want to cover that that came from the show yes so the thing with coast to coast is that there's no real way to tell if the caller was telling the truth or not Stories came in ranging from ghosts to astral projection to UFOs to Bigfoot. Oh,
0: that's so cool. We should have a call number so people can call in. I was thinking in. that. We because should.
1: it's just, it's so good. We could get so a Google good. number and it
0: can be live like and only in certain times. I loved 'Cause
1: listening to the show for research, I loved hearing people's like live questions yeah. because you're like, Oh, that's a good one. Like right, and it's right. it's very entertaining. That's cool. Um, so I haven't investigated this, but I believe Art had a way of confirming if he was speaking to the same person, like if they called back multiple times. Uh-huh. Whether it be a code word that only he or they knew, or some other piece of information such as the name or phone number of fax came from. Okay. So art was the master at pushing callers. Just enough, trying to trip the caller up with questions, but also being respectful to the possibility that they could be being honest. Oh, cool. So this story begins on February 21st, 1997. Coast to Coast AM received a fax from a man named Mel Waters, who said he had what he thought to be essentially a bottomless pit on his land in Ellensburg near the Manastash Ridge in central washington Mm -hmm. art convinced mel to come on the show that night and explain what he knows about the hole mel explained that he and his wife lived on the property for about four years a few times mel refers to the hole as a well but explains that he has no reason to believe there is water in it or that it had ever been used as a well the hole was nine feet in diameter And inside the hole for the first few feet, there was a brick or stone retaining wall. So somebody had built at least that, and it had been used as a dumping site by he and his neighbors, and to his knowledge, had always been a dumping site. Mm -hmm. He said he had thrown refrigerators, TVs, and other trash into the hole, but noticed that there had never been any sound after he did so. There was no crash or splash ever. This got Mel curious as to how deep it went. Having previously been a shark fisherman, he grabbed his fishing pole, and using a 5,000-foot spool of fishing line, he threw in a one-pound triangular lead weight. It never hit the bottom. He continued to use 5,000-foot spools of fishing line, connecting the previous piece of line, and continuing to drop the weight. Still no bottom. He began buying these spools of line in bulk. At the time of the call with Art, he'd sent down 18 of these 5,000 foot sections of line, which totals over 17 miles. One caller points out that, according to his encyclopedia, because this was 1997, the largest hole we know was the Mariana Trench, and that only goes down 36,000 feet, or seven miles. Mm-hmm. Mel's hole, he estimated, was 80,000 feet. Also, I looked it up, and the most deepest hole now is the Kola Super Deep Bore Hole in Russia, which is 40,000 feet deep. Super deep. and But that was made. That's man. That yeah. we know all about when it was made and everything. It's not like a mystery hole, but... Uh-huh.
0: Mystery
1: but yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, mystery hole. Oh, where was I? That was at the bottom of my page. Um... Okay. Mel also states that he he used an old fisherman's trick of tying a roll of lifesavers to his line, because if there was water down there, the lifesavers would disintegrate. They didn't disintegrate, so they never touched water.
0: Hmm.
1: There's also some strange properties about the hole, he explains. For one, there's no echo at all. There's no sound whatsoever. Second, Mel tells the story of a neighbor whose hunting dog had passed away, and for some horrible reason, I'm sorry, the neighbor disposed of the dog into the hole. Mm -hmm. The neighbor claims that he later saw his dog alive again and walking nearby. He says he knew it was his dog because it had the same collar and tag, but did not respond to his name being called. So weird. Right? The previous owners of Mel's property were elderly and had passed but had owned the property for at least 40 years. Mel was able to trace the hole as being part of the property back to at least two owners before, but that was all the information he had. His neighbors had said that the hole had been there as far back as they could remember. One caller into coast-to-coast AM said that he was local to the same area of Washington and that in the early 90s, he was told about the urban, urban legend of this hole from one of his college professors one day over coffee. Mm. Mel's wife actually worked at nearby Central Washington University. Art suggested having some of his wife's colleagues come out and research the hole, but Mel said he tried and nobody believed them. Mm. Mel's second call to Art occurred just a couple days later. Mel claimed that he had tried to get to the access road that goes to the hole, but it was blocked off by military officials who set up Jersey barriers. He reached out to Art in a panic, which was not aired, but they set up a time to talk later. At the time their next conversation aired live, Mel was considerably calmed down, though you can definitely hear how afraid he was. Mel explains that the military men blocking his property were in full uniform and all had weapons. When he demanded to speak with the officer in charge, he was met by a plain-clothed man who told him that there was a plane crash on the property and that they were investigating that. Mel challenged this, stating that there was absolutely no noise or smoke and would be if there truly had been a, a plane crash. For sure, yeah. The officer told him that This land was no no longer considered his, and that if he continued to push or call the media, they might find a drug lab on his property. This terrified Mel, because as he explained to Art, he did have a sort of drug lab on his property, although it was nothing nefarious or illegal. Hmm. Mel had an interest in Native American medicine, particularly desert plants that cured the common cold. None of the plants he used were illegal and all were non-narcotic. Mel nevertheless understood the writing on the wall and backed off. He later received a message on his answering machine from his real estate agent who said someone had called and was willing to offer Mel a very generous offer for his property. Mel told Art that he was very interested in this offer and had hopes that the government would help him relocate to Australia because he always wanted to live there. This sparked many calls into coast-to-coast AM, ranging from ridicule of Mel's decision to take the money to people claiming that our country needs its own militia to prevent the government from doing whatever they want, like, for example, seizing your property without warning. Mm -hmm. A few callers recommended a lawyer for Mel, It suggested that he call every media outlet he could find. Mel explained that Ellensburg is a very small town and a plane crash would certainly have made the news. Um, And then Art also uh, says that he agrees with Mel if he was to make the decision to take the money because what choice do you have? At that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A really strange facet to this story is that there was a map of the area from a site called TerraServer, and the area where Mel's Hole supposedly was mm-hmm. was completely blacked out. Interesting. So TerraServer was basically like Google Earth and was used for mapping satellite images, mm-hmm. and this site launched in 1997, the same year as Mel's first call. And the particular area, sh- area showing the blacked-out square where Mel's property was, was released in August of 1997. So it was six months after Mel's call to Coast to Coast. Okay. So it's not like there was some speculation that he saw the blacked out spot on the map and Uh then made up a story, but that's not what happened. Later, Google Maps does actually show a hole in that area. So people, of course, went there to investigate. The property had multiple outbuildings like Mel had described, including a snow-damaged building that had collapsed. Mm -hmm. This property also had a hole matching Mel's description, which was nine feet in diameter and had a similar retaining wall, except for one major detail. This hole had a very obvious bottom. Yeah. So three years later, after the first two calls, Art reaches Mel again. Mel was supposed to come on air previously, something Art had promoted as an upcoming episode, but Mel never showed. When he finally gets Mel on air, Mel starts spinning a very wild tale, one that becomes too unbelievable even for the most open-minded believer. First, Mel explains that he was offered a quarter of a million dollars, or three million dollars per year, to lease his land to the government. He claims that they did things like install septic tanks and other... Things that they were not allowed to have in that area, and that his now ex-wife had a huge problems had a huge problem with this. He brings his ex-wife up a lot in this call when previously he didn't really talk about his personal life at all. Hmm. Um, and she was getting twenty five thousand dollars a month from Mel as part of their divorce agreement. He states that the government set him up in Australia, even doing the immigration work for him for him, and that they did so by contacting the Australian government directly he was told to never under any circumstances come back and that he was not allowed to talk about the whole or his hush money but for some reason he he does hmm. so there are three calls that happen after the initial two and many people including myself think that the man in the last three calls is not mel these calls are uploaded on YouTube, and that's where I got all this information. I actually listened to all of the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are up, and they're cool to listen to. And they're also on the Coast to Coast AM website. But one commenter on YouTube used a program to determine that these last three calls are, in fact, not the same man as the first two, leading to speculation that something happened to Mel. Mm-hmm. Or that maybe he really is in hiding, or that he purposely disappeared with government help. Yeah. So when Art plugged that he'd have Mel on the air, the so-called Mel explains his no-show. He claims that he was helping his nephew in Washington State move the day he was supposed to come on air with Art for the third call. Now this was in the year 2000, so three years after his initial call. He boarded a Greyhound bus to go home after helping his nephew move and witnessed an altercation between two men on the bus. The bus pulled over and his passengers and the passengers got off and were interviewed by the police about the altercation. Mel was put in a van and was told he would be and was told he would need to be questioned further. And that's all he remembers. He woke up 12 days later in San Francisco in an alley. In the same clothes he wore to help his nephew move. He could taste blood and realize that the, his back molars had all been removed. <sighs> he felt pain in his arm, and when he rolled up his sleeve, he found needle marks and tape residue and thinks he had been hooked up to an IV or drip of some sort. Mm-hmm. So he called his nephew, who at that point was in a panic thinking that his uncle was missing, and his nephew bought him a bus ticket home. His wallet and his belt buckle were missing, and he was essentially left destitute. He brings this belt buckle up multiple times, and it, like, doesn't fit, like...
0: Anywhere, really. Art keeps
1: saying, what's your point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he he talks about how he, like, made and sold these belt buckles at, like, craft fairs and, and stuff. Yeah, something... Very odd. Maybe and, special
0: to him, there yeah, yeah, and
1: then he found a man... That had purchased the belt buckle for him, and when he looked at the belt, there was a coin in it, and the coin had some president who hadn't yet been, ha- wasn't dead yet. Huh. So, like, whoever's huh. face was on the, I think it was a dime. It was, like, a 1943 dime. So, he was, like, freaking out, saying that this president that was on the dime isn't supposed to be on the dime. Yeah. Like, so a t-
0: time yeah or like a dimension thing he doesn't say he just tells this bizarre story yeah so the first two calls
1: they sound very believable Mm -hmm. because he does make wild claims like this dog came back to life but he says like that's not my story that's my neighbor's story Right, right so most of what he says if if you can believe that there's a hole that deep
0: yeah Sounds very believable. Right. The last three calls sound like a crazy person. Now, was They're that just like one of those last calls, the story of the calf being lowered into the ground? Yes. I'm going to get because to that. Because that was just like wicked, wild yeah. out there. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. to that. Okay.
1: So he's going on and on about this belt buckle. And then it's at this point he explains his wild tale about being whisked off to Australia by the government officials but provides no explanation as to how he lost nearly 9 million dollars which would have been that 3 million per year times the 3 years in between his second and third phone calls to art so Art asked, why did they steal your teeth? And he says, I have no idea. So like such a weird. So like, random. So weird. So weird. They speculate that if Mel is telling the truth, someone was probably trying to keep him quiet and prevent him from going on air that night with Art when he no-showed because Art did promo it ahead of time. Mm. So I'm going to play two clips here um, for you and our listeners, and you can Determine hearing them back to back if you think it's the same man. All right, cool. So again, these would be between the first two calls were in 1997, the third call was in 2000, and I think the fourth and fifth were in 2002. Okay, so I'm gonna play them now. Really pursued right now, but uh, if
0: you had a fatal disease, Mill,
1: yeah, would you
0: jump in the hole? I would. You would? Uh, as, based exactly, on the dog exactly, story,
1: it is in my will. Should I meet my demise? That That you would be thrown in the hole? Disposed of into the well.
0: I'm not sure the health department would allow that. Well, um, you know, one one of the things that
1: we, you know, I I thought about later on is, what what if this is like contaminating our water, you know? (laughs) They find it quite incredible that I've let that much line into the ground, but uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, Have you ever thought, Of winding it all back up again. Well, when I let out the first 1,500 yards uh, of line, I... So now that I'm listening back, now I'm not so sure that it's a different person.
0: Yeah, it's similar, but it's hard to really tell because it's just a male voice and anybody from that area is probably going to have the same accent. So it's hard. It's really hard.
1: Um, I listened to this in the car and I listened to the second and the third calls back to back. Uh And when I did that, the when the third call started playing, it was like jarring how different it sounded. Mm. So Maybe I Maybe it
0: has something to do with like your stereo. Yeah, however. I don't
1: know. But people did say that in the fifth call, he suddenly has a New York accent. Oh, well, that would be so, very distinguishable. Um, but I did notice because, you know, as a podcaster and like the editor of this podcast, how yeah. much we say um and how much I have to cut it out. And yeah. I noticed that- this man, in the first two calls, didn't trip over his words at all. Uh-huh. He didn't say, um. Interesting, He yeah. spoke very clearly, yep. as did most of the callers, In they don't say, like, a lot. They don't say, um, well, they don't say filler words. maybe because it was words. back in 19-whatever, and was they were more proper than us. I, I don't know. Or were they,
0: they thought 1997? before they talked,
1: maybe? I don't I, know. I, I don't know, but... <laughs> And the third and fourth calls, he does. He says, "Ah, uh, um, oh, uh, ah." Yeah. So it's just something that I noticed. Interesting, but I don't know. So you decide. Well, and let and, us and, know. And,
0: <laughs> and I mean, after as the calls go on, and times going on, he might be getting more stressed as it's becoming more public and stuff. So my you never first know thought his was
1: yeah, my first thought was like this could be the same man and it's he's older and he sounds tired, but yeah. it's only been five years. Right. Sure, he's gone through like a whole thing, but Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. When well, I-, I mean, also you just lost, you lost your property to, to freaking government officials right. and shit. Like he's right. been through some shit.
1: Right. So, so <laughs> I don't know. know. If- My first impression was that it wasn't the same man, yeah, but yeah. let us know in the comment section yeah, if you what you think. Yeah. We also have a Facebook group, which I'd like to get going more. So, please let us know what your
0: thoughts are on Mel 3 versus Mel 2. <laughs> so what what is it called on youtube in case they want to look it up like just, um, um it's
1: called mel's hole mm-hmm. and it's by a youtube channel called artificially intelligence radio
0: okay cool
1: so this is where i got all of the information for this episode i listened to all five calls in full cool so i also forgot to mention that in his first call Mel said he updated his will to say that when he dies, he wants to be dumped in the hole. (laughs) Because he wants to come back to life.
0: He's smart. So, yeah. It could be like an eternal youth fountain, for all we know. I guess so. And isn't there, like, military next door, like, nearby? There's something military nearby? I don't Um, remember if it was, like, a military training camp or something like that. So,
1: one of the callers... makes you think. Who said... I would I would bring my own militia this is why we need uh-huh. private militia blah yeah. blah blah Another caller immediately after that was like what this guy doesn't understand is that mm-hmm. this is like very close to military training
0: bases and they yeah. uh, there was something like you really don't stand a chance at that point Yeah it yeah.
1: was something like Really specific that these mil- that the military bases were for or tr- used mm. for training for I can't quite remember but right. it right. was something like you don't you can't really mess with it yeah yeah um, yeah okay so the later calls calls three four and five which took place in two thousand and in two thousand two Mel adds many details that make the entire story completely unbelievable yeah like the fucking calf which is why people think. It's a different Mel. One strange fact that he now adds to his original story is that radios acted weird near the hole. And that he heard old-timey music playing Mm -hmm. on the radio. And that he even was able to turn into a baseball
0: game that happened in 1963. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Interesting.
1: But that's just the beginning of some of the very strange things Mel says. He asks for listeners to call in if they have any information about the Heaven's Gate leader, Marshall Applewhite, being in Ellensburg, and insinuates that he thinks that this has something to do with the properties of the hole. And then he says he was investigating a second bottomless hole. He claims he was contacted by some Native people in Nevada who ask him if he can come help them with the hole that they have. These Native Americans take Mel to the hole, which is actually on Basque territory. Mm -hmm. The Basque people immigrated to the United States in the 1800s and settled in this area of Nevada. Mel claims that this hole was also nine feet wide, but had a metal collar and was hot. They put a bucket of ice down there, and two out of three times it comes back normal, but like a third of the time it comes back As a salt block.
0: Uh huh. So random. So random.
1: They try to melt the ice salt block thing Mm -hmm. and it catches fire and continuously burns for months, he says. Yeah. One of the native people takes the block back to his home to use as a heat source and eventually the entire wood stove that the block was in fell through the floor. Right. Instead of moving it, he keeps it there, continuing to heat his home. So this next part is very disturbing and involves an animal. So I'm going to put timestamps in the episode for those that want to skip ahead. So Mel states that one of the Basque men thought it would be a good idea to put a sheep down the hole. Oh, sheep. So they did. Yeah, sheep. Yeah. They put the sheep in a crate and it started screaming because just like with Mel's hole, animals hated being anywhere near it. As the crate was moved over the hole, the screaming stopped, but they could see movement so that the sheep wasn't dead. Meh. Yeah. Meh. You sound like my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Meh. Her meow was broken and now she sounds like a sheep. They lowered the crate into the hole and left it for about a half hour. When they brought the crate back up, the sheep was dead, so they decide to autopsy it. (laughs) Inside, the sheep's blood was turned to jelly and it had a giant tumor which was pulsating. <laughs> so then they cut the tumor open, and inside, there's a baby seal. About 18 inches long.
0: This is where
1: I lost interest in the case it,
0: because I was like, mm. I told my dad, I'm like, dad,
1: have you heard of Mel's hole? Do you remember? It was on close to Coast a.m. He's like, yes. Follow it through to the end. It's too crazy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. The seal,
0: it's like, oh, yeah, come on. I know. Why couldn't it have been a baby lamb or something that was still, I mean, a baby sheep that was still alive. A lot of people were
1: commenting that like it straight up sounds like he's making this up as he goes. Right. just making things up.
0: Or could it have been a fucking sheep that was, like, not fully developed or something? No, like, he said it, it has flippers. It was a legit seal. Yes. Yeah, this was, like, too far-fetched to be, like...
1: So the seal, when they cut, cut open this tumor thing, the seal was alive and had human eyes. <laughs> and they determined... just gonna keep going, I can't... Yeah. Like, they, they-, <laughs> they determined by its eyes... That the seal was intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. And then the seal nodded to everyone who was standing around before diving back into the hole.
0: Stop it. It wanted to go back to where it came from.
1: Then they said that the seal was communicating with them through a radio using beeps and clicks. Oh my fucking god! At this point, I mean, at this point, I I forget what it said. I neglected to write it down. Uh, I'm sorry. I was. It's one of those things you almost wish that it yeah. did. This
0: part doesn't exist. In I the know, story. because and that's why I'm saying yeah. I really think the first two yeah. things could be, be true. Legitimate, and then yeah. this is added. I mean, I love the idea that there was another hole because how cool would it be if there's several holes and they like have a pattern, like a link across the map, like in a somebody shape or something. asked. Somebody asked Art Bell if this hole could be located on a ley line.
1: Oh, I was like, oh, it comes again, full circle always, again. Yes,
0: always does. So interesting.
1: But geologists have stated that this hole would be impossible to exist because it
0: would fall in on itself. Unless it was created by another civilization, an underground civilization. And so... Was- People have brought up the fact, and I don't know if this is urban
1: legend or not, but supposedly somewhere in China, shit appears, like old refrigerators and TVs, and yeah, (gasps) but... Dude. That's unconfirmed. So cool. I know. <laughs>
0: unconfirmed. It just being there and then all of a sudden a fucking refrigerator comes flying out of right? the sky. Hell, And it, like, hits you in the head. I mean, there has been cases of weird shit coming out of the sky. I'm sure you've seen or heard of some of the weird things that it's rained. Yeah. Nuts makes and me bolts wonder. one time. Um, it rained nuts and bolts somewhere in England one time. Yeah. See, it's just very strange. It makes you wonder. Really. Really, really. Um, so
1: more information... That we should probably mention, there was never any Mel Waters, yeah, ever found living right. around that area. Yeah, but do you
0: think he was erased?
1: Like, no, do you think I, that
0: if the government took I, over, I think his he property, was probably using a fake name to call in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, or he was erased because they were trying yeah. to erase his story, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And the hole was never filled in, was it? No,
1: and that's why he called. He said. He said that he had put so much stuff in there and it never got
0: full. Right, right. But, but like the government didn't fill it in. Like, could now. be.
1: I don't know how. Uh, Cause I mean, maybe. Peop- yeah. But that's like seven, what was it? 17 miles they'd have to fill? That's mm-hmm. a lot.
0: I know. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like I remember when I was looking into the story about like how they couldn't find anything about Mel residing over there, but I didn't even think about like him just using a different name. I thought, I thought maybe if either was fake or, um, or he was like erased from like the property altogether. Because if the government took over his house, of course, why would they leave and what are History. the chances
1: that exactly where he said his property was located there you could see a hole but on it that was property out, right No on Google Maps Oh okay you I can, wish we you could, could still see that I looked I didn't I see it but it's filled in anyway now Oh okay so, so maybe he in. just knew of this pro- maybe that was his property and he just had an idea for a story Hmm. I don't know because they did find people went there. Yeah, because you could s- clearly
0: see a it, hole on Google Maps. Is there actual videos of it um, on on YouTube or or anywhere that you can find like photos or videos?
1: Um, there's there's a photo of the Google map. Yes, okay, but I I wasn't able to find it.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Um, Mel did, however, leave his email address, which is Mel Waters at home dot huh. com. If you'd like to drop him a line and well, see if he responds, he's dead now, right?
0: I don't know. Oh, oh, that's right. You were talking about Art died. Art, art's Art died. Dead, yes, yeah, yes. Okay, so maybe he's still alive out there. Interesting. So that's it, and that's all. Mel Waters at home. Home. Yep. At .com. home. He's at home, all right. I yeah. I was it's... like, did you say at whole.com? dot <laughs> com? That would be great. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, that would be, that's, that's funny. Um, Well, maybe we will keep keep this a mini because that's all I've got. Yeah, sure. No problem. I just picked a um, video on YouTube that says Mel's Hole, but I don't know if this is really Mel's Hole that they're showing a picture of. I
1: saw one that had like images, but it wasn't, they weren't
0: real. It looks like it's not either. Yeah. It's one of those things that can be hard to distinguish if it's real or not. So, you know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with things that are, like, not at least factual that we know. Yeah. It's, but I think there's a lot of moving parts to this story that make it believable. Because, like, what would he benefit from calling into a radio show and announcing where he lives for all kinds of people to... Yep. I mean, he didn't give the exact location, right? But he gave an idea. He said, like, whereabouts. Yes. Which is enough to get every listener curious and interested why would he want to bring attention to something that didn't exist the local you know? media mm-hmm. investigated it thoroughly too right right um, I bet. because it's a big story
1: for a small town yeah um and uh, one woman called in and was like i don't believe you at all um she's like i think i think you're trying to pull one over on us and um yeah he was like why would i yeah right. he's like if i wanted to like push something i'm super into native american medicine i'd much rather be talking about that
0: True, and then and then oddly the natives the Native Americans called him about the hole. Right, and he then must have some connections the, with them. Right, the know? last
1: three calls he kept being like, "I look like Willie Nelson. People think I'm Willie Nelson." Like so, weird. such weird details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like there were a few weird details in the first and second call, like about how he
0: wants to be thrown in the hole and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, And, <laughs> I and, hope you and again about part. the dog, but I hope you play that part. Yeah, I want to hear him say that again because <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Well, we want to know, would you jump in Mel's hole if you could? I mean, who knows? Imagine if you came out being, like, youthful forever, Mm -hmm. like, in your most perfect state. But what if you lost, like, all your memory? Because look at that dog. The dog didn't know the owner anymore. Right. So that's kind of scary. I don't think I would jump in the hole. Fuck that hole. Yeah. Yeah. No. I wouldn't go in. No. Hell no. No super cool though yeah I'm glad you did this story it's really good yes thank you Ashley yeah thank you Ashley I'm sorry to my friends who have suggested things and I have totally ignored your suggestions (laughs) I love you guys I will get to them I will Um, but that's it for this week so we look forward to talking to you again next week and we will (laughs) talk to you again next week talk to you again next week (laughs) All right, stay Stay mysterious. mysterious. (laughs) This this is not a good start. Stay Stay mysterious. mysterious. Wicked Mysterious Podcast.